it's Fiji Empire episode 32. This one's all about, as you imagine, more Castlevania. Castlevania. Bringing uh, in Rocktober. Rocktober's. Cast- unintentional Rocktober yeah. homage. Four-week uh, rock block of <laughs> whip cracking. Good. Good. Uh, Don't drop it. Dracula slaying. Uh, no. Whip cracking. Um, Dampire? No, some, come on. Whip cracking. Uh, these jokes. Cross flinging. Water holing. Uh, These jokes bite. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh boy. You should go work in Tokyo Disney because, man, they were big in, into that. Big into puns? Well, it just. Oh, it, it, bite, bite it was me Halloween and, like, yeah. it was Mickey as a vampire and every one of them had to say, I don't bite. I don't bite. And I thought it was a. It, is that English? I can't even tell. Yeah. I don't bite. But it was on everything. I it was on everything. Uh, host Brett Elston along oh. with Castlevania cohorts. Uh, Chris mm-hmm. and Henry. Hey! Of Laser Time and Cape Crisis, respectively. Yep. Oh, man, this is an all-star episode. You guys to do the podcast about comic books? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had one um, recently. Good. I, I don't know when this was. What did you call it? I, no, I said we had one No, but recently. what would you call it? You, I didn't know what you titled it. Oh, uh, Talking to Fish. Why, where did that come from? Did we talk we about, talked about Aquaman oh, quite a lot. I thought it was an incredible Mr. Limpet reference. I'm yeah, because really we definitely talked about that on uh, the episode. You know, one day let's. <laughs> let's just actually talk about that movie. Mm. Let's Sorry. let's do a Red Letter Media style, like, <laughs> minute by minute. Are fish. This so is the many ostriches. If I thought a fish could talk, I would have made a movie about talking fish. Is, is that is that old uh, 1987 Homer? No, that's this guy. Oh, Marge. All right, guy. He's just a bad boy, Marge. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Homer, I don't know. He's a, he's a good kid. It's, well, Marge. Look, I... it's impressive that you do both. <laughs> Marge and Homer Simpson. Season one Simpsons is the worst voice Nine, acting. Ever. It's, season zero Simpsons. Season zero. Oh, oh me. Bart, can you come here? And, <laughs> uh, whatever. So, oh, wait. I, this is uh, bringing us in is GBA DS. That's this episode. Um, we did uh, episode. No Kid Dracula? Well, maybe Dracula? I'll sneak some in there. There's one good song from Kid Dracula that I know offhand. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the bit is, you know, more Castlevania stuff. The first episode was 8 bit NES and Game Boy stuff. What are you guys doing? Seeing, leave us alone. I dropped my epic Mickey paint pen. God, put it away. It's really nice. <laughs> Discovering it for the first time. <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, and then this uh, last week's episode was uh, Castlevania Four, Bloodlines, Symphony of the Night, and uh, Dracula X. All kind of mashed in because this is a you know go, we're going chronologically, mm. sort of for, for the did most part. Did we skip yeah. the '64 one? Yes, we did. All together? I have no fond memories of the music in those games. So. I just love the whip that like, every time you threw it out, it looked like lightning due to the limitations of the yeah. N64 to betray it's a not, rope. No, that and Legacy of Darkness aren't bad, ga- aren't bad games, but man, that's just not... They got I, a bad rap. They got a bad time. rap, and it's, it's not totally fair, but it's like... It's just like it was too ambitious for what the co- the hardware could do, mm-hmm. and I think w- as we move on into Lament of Innocence and then ultimately Lords of Shadow, I feel like that's what it was trying to do. Mm. Um, more so, Lament of Innocence, which I do like. But uh, this episode is the GBA era into the DS era, which is yeah. basically Symphony of the Night parts two through eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, if you could call, um, I guess you could say Symphony of the Night started the Silver Age of Castlevania. Yeah, games, so. yeah there you go. So yeah, it was kind of a the thing with Castlevania, as you saw before, is like it kept changing. It was linear. It was mm-hmm. it was open, and then it was kind of branching paths, but mostly linear. And then it was back to straight linear, and then it was. Okay, sort of branching, but only really at the end certain criteria, and we're not really going to weigh on that, but it kind of does. And then 
here comes Symphony of the Night with the total Metroid style, um, you know, and became what it is. And at the time, like we said, Symphony of the Night was not a sure thing. It was not a it was not a hit immediately. Mm-hmm. But word of mouth, what are you doing? I dropped a pen because Dave Rudd texted me. God, he wants to do a Jet Grind Radio episode really bad. Does he really? Yeah. You should, you should I'm gonna make that happen. Take him up on that teaser for sometime November December. Um, and I want to do an all kickle keep bickle episode, but you keep doing that. I'm going and sighing and rolling your eyes. Utterly denied it. You know what? It only has two songs. <laughs> It'll be a bonus podcast. Show would, up would you guys like to hear a Mario RPG one? Ooh, uh, would yeah. I? Yes, I love that music. I'm, li- I'm asking the commenters. Who oh. wouldn't? Of course they would. Okay, because I would, and I have most of that music. So maybe I could plan out that one. Please do. I would love to. Well, anyway, anyway. Um, so Symphony of the Night was this, ended up becoming this big cult hit and, you know, after weeks and months and years, it became this accepted modern classic and mm-hmm. to this day remains an absolutely phenomenal game. It's on XBLA right now. It's on PSP as the Dracula X collection. Always worth playing. If you've been holding out or just like, I don't know, I've heard about it for 20 years and never bothered, well, 10, 15 years. It's totally worth playing. Like it's, it's, you will not be sorry and you will actually treasure the time you spent with it. Mm. But th- it became such a thing Castlevania 64, Legacy of Darkness didn't really do anything to further that. Yeah, so make everyone was waiting 3D. for the next Symphony of the Night. And then the Game Boy Advance launched, which was at more or less a handheld Super Nintendo. And people were kind of like, maybe that's when that'll happen. Mm-hmm. And Konami announced a launch game would be Circle of the Moon. And so we got at launch with GBA in 2001 a Castlevania game that they said from the beginning was like Symphony of the Night. Well, that's when Igarashi like pretty much officially took over the franchise. He actually didn't have much to do with this one. Oh, okay. He ended up doing the next game, which is Harmony of Dissonance. Oh, and, then, right. and then onward. But he was involved with Symphony of the Night and Dracula X. Um, but then this one, I think he just stepped back. I'm not really sure the reasoning or why, but he... This also got struck from the canon at one point, if you want to talk about the story, but more but, but more so, quickly... Uh, curious as to why it's the first game since then since symphony of the night so i literally like sold it to friends like verbally it was like like i don't know i don't really whatever and i'm like dude it's like symphony of the night and they're like wait what and i had like three friends like pre-order immediately i'm buying a gba and i'm buying this game and it ended up becoming a million seller worldwide one of the most successful castlevanias ever i would assume because it was the first one since symphony of the night seller mm-hmm. castlevania all of that goodwill built up from symphony of the night led to this game and and even at the time it was the animation's kind of choppy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Graphics are kind of... They're not that detailed. Well, do you want to talk about how it was also unseeable was to super, many yeah, people? Super, super dark because the GBA had no backlight you at the time. You ain't got no snake light? Uh, there wasn't one at launch, I don't think. So. <laughs> light wasn't enough. There were some... I, I had a GBA at launch and like sitting right next to a desk lamp yeah. like sometimes was not enough. No, it wasn't. Like I remember even playing on a road trip in daylight mm-hmm. and having trouble seeing some of the bosses. And it was super hard to see. It was just too dark. Um, But nonetheless, it was a proper... It was a Symphony of the Night follow-up and Mm -hmm. played it. And I had a friend uh, going into what the game actually did. It was Symphony of the Night style, so you had whip and experience and gain levels and everything. But it had this thing called the dual setup system, which was cards. And there were like an A tier and a B tier of cards. And one was a type, another one was a modifier. And they were named after Roman gods and stuff. Okay, what was it I mentioned when I told that story elsewhere? When I first started working at Games Radar as an intern, (laughs) I made a reference to a Castlevania game, a really (laughs) deep reference. And you came over, that's totally incorrect. (laughs) And like, what are you talking about? Like, I was that circle of the moon. Like, that's what I thought I said. No, you said harmony of dissonance, idiot. (laughs) And like, that was my first conversation I ever had with you. I don't think I said idiot. No, you were like you were upset. Like in in, in <laughs> hindsight, 
couldn't you just at least recognize I was the <laughs> one person other than you in the office that had played Circle of the Moon? Uh, look, a retroactive head nod. Okay. Okay. I think we all. Well, I think we all had awkward first encounters with Brad. But, uh, <laughs> I, you were just under. But mine, mine was over Circle of the Moon. You felt unapproachable when I first started. I, I, like, I oh, did that man. on purpose. Why? Like Vietnam. What? So weed us out. You don't want to get to know the rookie before we die. We get killed in action. Well, there was that because so many yeah. interns kept floating through that I'm like, I can't be bothered to learn your names. <laughs> and and they just kept leaving so quick and getting real jobs. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I forget this. I don't care anymore. Because like it was all the interns we had before became staffers quickly. And I yeah. was like, all right, you guys are real. And then uh, and then I'm like, I, I can't be bothered. And then when I actually got hired, I'm like, hey, I'm Brett. <laughs> it was a little before that. I think I needed Carolyn to like tell you I like Spider Man and the comic like book it. thing helped very quickly. That's an immediate bond. <laughs> anyway, Castlevania games. Oh, ours was Mr. Show actually. Oh, okay, Mr. Show. Yes, put him on. Uh, it's something like automobile. I'm like, ah, <laughs> megaphone crooning. What really? It's All right, too <laughs> good. Too good of a show. Um. So yeah, we haven't played any music in a while. Nope. Let's get to ah. this. So. Uh, yeah, the card system. So that was cool. Like you could mix and match the cards and their effects. But the bit was, if you beat the game, you would unlock the next mode, and it would unlock magician mode, where your magic is stronger, but your attack and defense are weaker. And you beat that. You beat the whole game again. You unlock shooter mode, where you have more hearts to use more items. And then you unlock thief mode, which lowers everything except your luck. And like hmm. all, and it changed pretty considerably the way you would approach a lot of battles. And Jeez. like I didn't play through all of them, but I had a friend who was totally obsessed, and he played through everything. Third of assassin. No. Oh, wasn't it? That was another guy named Chris, by the way. Hey, hey. he that. is not Italian. Mm. <laughs> but uh, the composers on this is Satoru Tojima, um, who is now somehow the audio director for Halo Four. Ah, that is uh, huge. That's been a great ten years for him. Yeah, Uh, and then also uh, Hiroshi Mitsuoka, and uh, we're going to a few songs here. And really quick, Nathan Graves is the hero. This it's not a Belmont, Mm -hmm. and he's in search of Morris Baldwin, uh, who's his like mentor, whatever. Uh, But his last name is still Spooky Baldwin. (laughs) Graves. Oh, Graves. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's been Igarashi later took it out of continuity because he was like, well, that team just wanted it to be a one-off, and it's not really it doesn't fit. It's not about Belmont. It's not about mm-hmm. the overarching story of Belmont versus Dracula. So it's kind of like, well, what is this game? And then so, well, what is Bloodlines while we're at it? Because exactly. why is the Circle of the Moon? Yeah, I don't know. Igarashi went through like this cleansing of the timeline. It was like, here's what matters. Here's what doesn't. And most things stayed, but a couple things got nixed, and that was one of them. Uh, but so the music in this is a big mix of old of existing songs that mm-hmm. come come back and now are done in GBA tones. So some of them sound better, some of them sound worse, some of them are fine. Um, but "Awake," the song that brought us in, actually is one of the new songs, and that's actually really good. And that's why I was the- all ready to make fun of it because it just sounded like some medieval squire singing his master in a bed. We're- Riding a horse. <laughs> but then, boom, it kicks in. It starts with the old and then leads yeah, yeah, into the yeah, new. Yeah. You can hear the GBA's impression of a guitar with distortion. Yeah, it's uh, GBA, pretty wonderful. GBA, you can tell it's GBA music. Uh, Sinking Old Sanctuary, which returns from Bloodlines. And I know we did play this on the second, ep- the last episode, but I love this version <laughs> of Sinking Old Sanctuary. And I just love the song in general. It's the Kingdom Hearts song? Yeah. Uh, Clockwork Mansion, which is a sort of a remix from Castlevania Four, but I, it may it may be a new version. I'm not sure. And then Proof of Blood, which is a song uh, later at the game. But uh, three good songs from an otherwise. And that's the thing is, even though the graphics were kind of piddly and the animation wasn't very smooth, mm-hmm. the music was really strong. Uh, so we'll play those and return. And, oh, what? No, we'll return. Don't worry. Anymore. 
Quickest Fall on NBC. Oh, God. Starring Patricia Arquette. And Proof the, of Blood. And I'm going to say the ghost of Buffy. What's her name? Uh, Allison Hannigan. What? Uh, what's remember. her name? The ghost of Buffy? Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, uh, Gellar. Yeah. Guler. SMG. Uh, Henry, what you looking at on your phone there? Oh, just uh, fact-checking something. What? It, which is? Um, oh, just that, like, it was... I just wanted to say that, like, yeah, Circle of the Moon was... <clears throat> It was the only, like, it was easily the best launch game. Like, mm-hmm. you can it, talk about it's bad, gra- like, it's not great graphics now, but it was, out of the launch games, like, it stood easily the tallest. It is, but like, it's, the uh, graphics are the only ones that hold up now as kind of unacceptable for a Castlevania yeah. game. It, it, it was weird how it got, it, it got outclassed very quickly, mm-hmm. but at that launch, I mean, it was the reason I got one. Yeah. I And I got F-Zero, <laughs> and I got Tony Hawk 2, which was amazing on wow. GBA, like, unexplainably good. Yeah, the 720 version. Yeah, <laughs> and done with polygons, even, and yeah. just like... Brrr. I played through Mario 2 a lot. I strangely yeah. never got that. Super Mario Advance? Yeah, yeah. Super Mario Advance. Yeah. I strangely never... I bought, I bought it again, like, when we were working together. I played the... Learn very quickly that it doesn't. You can't shut the DS light and have it. Oh, and keep the GBA. Yeah, keep your GBA game. I was trying to play Fantasy Star Two and would shut it, and the music kept going, and I'm like, "What sorcery is this?" Yeah, I had the music off just because I knew it so well. Anyway, Um, so that moves. uh, So that was 2001, and now I'm pretty sure uh, (laughs) it's just the next year. You go over. Yeah, it's a year, but it's over a year, so it's the fall of 02. And man, the fall of 02 was a good time for me. Let Mm -hmm. me tell you. I don't know about you guys, but. Uh, but it was college. It was a good time, and I the, that's actually the one year of my Toys R Us tenure that I would like classify as good, beginning to end, because everyone mm-hmm. who worked there was young and awesome, mm-hmm. and kind of took over the whole store. So that was fun. The college courses were good. I knew what I wanted to do. I was like, I want to go do journalism. I want to get a degree in this. I want to write for papers. I want to be a games journalist. I'm going to figure all this out, and I'm going to make it work. And that was the beginning of me figuring out what I wanted to do with my life, and then also. GBA was just generally get finally getting off and you know having a lot of good games come yeah. out all at once and then uh, just generally like good time and all in in general like uh, what was, else was 2002 when Advance Wars finally came out that was a one but uh, like the Spider Man oh yeah okay I forget what like, day like, Advance Wars like, came spi- out. like yeah like Spider Man came <laughs> out the movie so we knew like wow comic book movies are 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 gonna be a big thing now. Yeah. This is the era of me. Like it was, it was like, and then Lord of the Rings had already come out, and Two Towers right, was just yeah. two months away, and Nickelback was still climbing <laughs> the charts. With, it's too bad. It's too late. Uh, so it was a good time overall. But then Harmony mm-hmm. of Dissonance was the next one, and this one was by Igarashi, mm-hmm. and this is what they were doing. I'm guessing while Circle of the Moon was being built. Yeah, um, likely so. Yeah, and uh, so. Music is uh, Soshiro Hokai and uh, Michiru Yamane, who returns from uh, Symphony of the Night and Bloodlines, and you'll hear her name a lot to this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent, excellent composer. Um, now, so, the thing with mm-hmm. Har- uh, Harmony of Dissonance is it uh, it's a prettier game. Like, immediately mm-hmm. you go, wow, these sprites are more interesting. It's animated more fluidly. Um, but then the music takes this really big hit, and... The music is like literally back to NES level. It's like Game Boy level music. And a lot of reviewers at the time were like, oh, this music sucks and it's terrible. And I'm like, okay, well, I hate all your guts right now for saying that. And do you not remember? Because you'll in the same breath tell me how great the NES music for Castlevania is and yeah. totally miss the point. Um, you're just not used to hearing it in a new game. So recognize and have some context, please. But at the same time, I felt also the compositions as a whole, are not as good and strong as 
other Castlevanias. Mm-hmm. Now that said, there's still good music, and uh, we'll play we'll play a couple of songs from it. But as far as the game, this is one like I didn't finish this one because I kept trying to get into it, and it was it again is Symphony of the Night style, and just over a year later, but it's like there's an A castle and a B castle, and they kind of overlap at times, mm-hmm. and you can you can go in and out of one, and they overlay each other, and the rooms are the same, but then the configuration of what's in it will be different. And you were playing as another Alucard lookalike, right? Well, you're playing as Juiced Belmont, or maybe Juiced. I, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's it's after Castlevania two, so it's like his Simon Belmont's grandson. Mm, okay. um, so it was cool to get again. You know, this is I, I know when this happened. This is this time, and Castlevania was pretty good about that. So yeah, it's fifty years later. Um, it repeats. It repeats that notion of, dra- of, of uh, Castlevania 2 where you're actually collecting body parts or pieces of Dracula and then you revive him and fight him and then it fills the spirit of your mentor or your friend or whatever it is and Maxime. <laughs> and, then, uh, yeah, and then you fight people. And I didn't finish this one. Mm-hmm. But the music that I did like, um, I picked out two songs. So we have, um, let's see, Offense offense and Defense, which I think is pretty given that it's one of the better songs from the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really like it a lot. And the name entry, 2K2. Okay, and uh, so that's this is their know. tribute to the football game at the time. <laughs> I'm guessing. Oh uh, yeah, we'll Sega. do we'll do those and be back.
And I went ahead. What's wrong with all that? What? What's wrong with all that? No, it's, that's it, good. It, it, there's an. I don't. Again, we've lampented the innocence yeah. of our lack of knowledge of um, music, music terminology. But there is an added layer in there that I I, uh, I wish I could tell you what it is. I swear to God, I heard a double bass drum pedal in the yeah, first song. I was gonna say, listening to it again with with intent, I noticed it's like eight bit music with a bass boost. Yeah, the, <laughs> and, and like like on my Walkman. Well, the, yeah. it was the density of it that like yeah. reminded me of old Castlevania of the yeah, NES yeah, yeah. Castlevania. I like that density. density. I can't argue with as a term. I like mm-hmm. the lucidity of the music. In that last track. You mean how coherent it is? Um, I don't know. I just thought it was robust. And <laughs> I like this. Uh, we need to get. We need to buy a collection of of Rolling Stone reviews. Yes. And just read through a yes. hundred of them, and then uh, we'll get some terminology. The most cromulent music I've heard. Yes. This, um, this better than Ezra album was transcendental. <laughs> transcendent. Uh, I went ahead and added Aqueduct of Dragons in there because, <laughs> as we were, which is maybe another Castlevania game. Mm-hmm. Uh, of Dragons. <laughs> Or the fifth Game of Thrones book. <laughs> Pop. That's when it really got boring. That's when the society's already in building. The dragons so must build our water too. The municipality of footlore. Of ogres. <laughs> so I went ahead and added that in there because listening to it, I was like, wait, I do remember this song. This is good stuff. Um, this, this game's actually a point of contention. A lot of fans are like, screw you guys. This is one of the most underrated soundtracks in Castlevania. And it's like, well, any Castlevania game... Except maybe the N sixty four ones mm-hmm. are by nature going to have better or as or comparable music to the best of anything else on that platform. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, that's just the way it is. Uh, well, the, the most talented people you could get, so, so, like among the best. Sorry, do you want to add anything? Go ahead. Well, so here's a fact I read about this game and its sequel was that they like both didn't sell very well at all in Japan, and like it was no. becoming kind of an American series. Yeah, like, this game didn't do that well. In the U.S., especially, well, like it re- relative, yeah, it reviewed well, but I mean, Circle of the Moon was such a huge surprise mm-hmm. that they expected that again, and it's like, well, it turns out I'm not ready for that many, like, because even I later, because even yeah. I was like, yeah, I love Symphony of the Night games, but I, I wasn't entirely satisfied with Circle of the Moon, so I'll go ahead and pick up um, Harmony of Dissonance, and then I mm-hmm. played it, I was like, I can't get into this either, and I just really started to get bummed out because I'm like, man, am I ever going to get the game that is actually? And before I segue into that, yes, uh, I didn't want to point out that name entry 2K2, if you're eagle-eared listeners, you say eagle-eyed, is there an eared equivalent? Uh, bear-eared. Uh, bear-eared. Uh, that's from Braveheart. Ears. Wait, what did Braveheart have? Eyes of the wolf. Ears of the wolf. Oh, wolf yeah, eared. we watched that. Wolf-eared. <laughs> Let's say wolf-eared. I haven't seen that in very long. Dude, Eyes we watched it. Me, Chris, and Graham watched the Netflix. No, it wasn't even Netflix. It was this horrible channel. <laughs> because I only have a digital antenna. Oh. Uh-huh. And you just there's this channel like Cubo or something, and... At what? any given moment, just turn it on in the Bay Area, and it's the worst cartoons ever. It's nice to know. As Guaranteed. I, as I start to work, like if I had a TV network, I could afford the rights to Brave Star. <laughs> I could just I could put it on for a year. It was on at midnight on a Friday, and that's also said that that's what we were doing. <laughs> uh, what's today? Today is also one of those days, <laughs> and we're using it talking about Castlevania music. And then we get done, we're going to go watch wrestling clips. <laughs> I'm 32 years old. I'm 31 and gainfully employed. <laughs> and I turned 30 just uh, recently. And you're wearing a pudding shirt. I'm wearing a faded X-Men shirt. Hey, and I'm and wearing a what? Just blue t-shirt. Simply Sorry, blue. it's a prop from Dead Island. I had my day off today. This is the shirt I wore to the entire Dead Island shoot. It is. It is. Uh, wow. I bought a couple, but this is one of them. Wow. Oh, I, also, I, I also we're did, I did the wardrobe. some people with this. No, there's, uh, impossible. This, this listenership can only be. Dead Island Secret Origins on YouTube. It's on YouTube. We were in a movie for four days. It was awesome. Mm. 
Um, if and it, yes, and if I wanted to say, if the person from uh, Apple who's listening to put you on the iTunes staff favorites yeah. list, yeah, laser time. I just laser time. <laughs> Look, everyone can relate to game music. Hey, man. stop it! I just couldn't stand the amount. There's of only so many the, 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 the audience for the audience for best scat. Scat. That was one episode. <laughs> this week should be about time travel. <laughs> if we did it, which is in the it. future, we recorded it in the past. Oh, this is good, man. This is good. Oh, this is good a paradox, Henry. We'll, we can which bring again, it in the since I won't be in that episode, let me just quickly say for Star Trek time travel stories, please check Time Squared and. Uh, All Good Things, which is the series finale. You're but you really not going to be in the episode? Right. All Good Things is one of my favorites. I like when... Uh, oh, God. Uh, All Good Things is just great in general, but when... I, I like how Data in the future yeah. uh, gave himself a skunk stripe in his hair, and yeah. then his butler lady made fun of him to yeah. his face. He's just like, it adds an air of distinction. You look like a bloody skunk. <laughs> anyway... Uh, bare-eared listeners would have heard that that name entry 2K2 has echoes of the name entry for Castlevania 2. Mm. Uh, these games share similar themes, so that's uh, an intentional callback. But, again, waiting for that game that was the true Symphony of the Night sequel, uh, for me, really came with Aria of Sorrow, which was the next game, which came out in like May of 03, ah, not even yeah. a year later. Not so even a year. Oh, fast. So, back-to-back, really quick. Um, which I feel maybe that's why some of the compositions in Harmony aren't as strong, because mm-hmm. uh, Michiru Yamane, who was on both of them, probably had to do both almost simultaneously. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, but man. a lot of really good work went into both, um, so they're kind of split. But Aria mm-hmm. of Sorrow, to me, was, this is the game I was waiting to play. Also, uh, Game of Thrones. Yes. What? Did we mention that already? That was a joke a while ago. Okay. Right. But Arya. Hey, you know what? Everybody I've never it. watched the show or read the books. Here was the thought I had of the main character of Arya Sar. Soma Cruz. Was that he looks just like Ray Ayanami from Evangelion. <laughs> really? Not real. Well, male Ray Ayanami. Um. <laughs> So Chris got that one. So this is a true follow-up. The graphics weren't as slick. Like, they didn't have the visual impact of Harmony of Dissonance because that game Mm -hmm. didn't look very nice. The Um, way they did bricks. um, But, well, just the sprites were very cool. They had a weird blue outline, too. It was weird. Um, But it was still smooth, and it was clearly a step up from Circle of the Moon. It was the perfect in-between. But Mm -hmm. the music was also good. So it was like, okay, here's you found the balance. And then the gameplay was you're playing not as a Belmont, but as Soma Cruz. You're a teenager in the year 2035. Oh, right. It was the future. I forgot. It's the future. So the bit is uh, Julius Belmont in 1999 successfully defeated Dracula and sealed their power away. No, not Julius. It was somebody else. Sorry. Uh Uh-huh. Sealed. But a Belmont. I'm getting it confused. The the point is Dracula was vanquished and sealed within an eclipse. And then (laughs) it was destined and said that, oh, he'll come back and... Dracula's resurrection because he always comes back it's fate yeah it, it has to happen so when he finally does he'll come back to the castle in an eclipse and seek power so you play a Soma Cruz and you end up getting there who cares why point is you <laughs> have this ability to to steal souls of monsters and control them and that made it so interesting because one of the things you do in Castlevania is you backtrack so much and you fight enemies oh, constantly yeah. so the bit is Every enemy has a soul, and it's random chance if you get that enemy's soul or not. So as you collect the souls, there's like offensive souls that give you new weapons. There's defensive souls that you know give you... I forget the categories, but it's like weapons like you normally get in Castlevania, like daggers, axes, those are souls. Mm-hmm. There's passive things, and then there's like 
things that spin around you. Point is, every enemy is a potential something interesting. And the more you steal them, the stronger that power gets. So there's a reason to actually want to fight enemies and backtrack. It made it... It fixed everything that was even the hint of tedium mm-hmm. for those games, and it became actually interesting. Now, it was one of those ideas that comes along in a game where when you play it, you're like, how did no one think of yeah. this before? This yep. is amazing. Like, and the simplicity it, of it is Super addicted and yep. super addicted, and you got totally into this. But uh, uh, Michiro Yamane, again, for a composition as well as Masahiko Kimura. Um, and this was actually... oh. Yeah. No, wait, that's the next one, sorry. Yamane, Takashi, Yoshida, and Soshiro Hokai. Again, some returning from Harmony of Dissonance. Um, but yeah, the big twist, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> for almost 10 years ago at this point. But the bit was, you play through the game, and everyone's wondering how Soma has these powers, how he can control monsters, and how he is who he is. Mm-hmm. And then as you get to the end of the game, it turns out that you are the resurrection of Dracula, and you've been playing as... <sighs> You've been playing as the next iteration of Dracula the whole game. It's pretty wow. dope. It was so cool, like to not have that spoiled for you and yeah. play it and find out. Back then, I was like, "Oh, really? That's a mate!" Like you turned the whole series on its head. That's incredible, and that was a genuine moment of like, "I'm so in love with this game. I love it." Um, so let's go into a couple songs from it. So this is Inner Quarters, which is a peaceful, slower Inner song. Quarters. Inner Quarters. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Heart of Fire, which is when you unlock Julius mode and can play the game as Julius. But it's basically a remix of Heart of Fire from Castlevania 1, which is the Grim Reaper song. But it's done up and elaborated on. And uh, so we'll go into those and return.
getting a Ninja Turtles vibe off that. Oh yeah. Could could <laughs> there have been a crossover? Konami had that series for a little while. Uh, that's uh, true. I think they still had it at this point, even with the, when the new when the two thousand two series took They're just over. Not using Wasn't it? That, was that still Konami? I think so. Yeah, UB didn't get it till a bit later. Till the CG movie, I felt. Yeah, yeah. So Which it could have those, been. The... I never did watch that. It was uh, it was okay. And then there's the new series out now that I've yeah. heard. Yeah, he does. Good. They say okay. Except Michelangelo doesn't say cowbung anymore. He yeah. says booyakasha. <laughs> Look, I read. I remember. I read somewhere the uh, defense of that, and it's like it's not that they totally wanted booyakasha, but cowabunga was a very, very eighties phrase, and it, it, which is totally awesome. synonymous with Ninja Turtles. Also, Bart Simpson. Yeah, but it's so an to awesome... say it now conjures up that as well. But it's part of the theme song. The word <sighs> cowabunga is part of the theme song. Booyakasha, booyakasha, as... which is Japanese for cowabunga. No, it's <laughs> the. It's an Ali G says, Booyakasha. Boo- it's like Booyah with uh, Booyah wrapped in a uh, eel tail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that was, that, yeah. was, that was Ari of Sorrow. I wanted to say quickly about those, uh, both Ari of Sorrow and Harmony Distance. I missed out when they first came out, and I didn't play them until uh, like I'd heard they were super awesome, and for about uh, until the next game came out, there was about at least a year of waiting. And I was searching for it on eBay, and like they were kind of expensive. Like, they, they were hard to now. find discs. And then, uh, not discs, uh, cartridges. And then Konami released Harmony of Harmony and Aria on one yeah. Game Boy Advance pack, A very two-pack. late in the GBA oh, yeah. lifespan. Wait, and I, I did own that, though. I don't know where it is now. I was wondering why isn't there some big compilation of all these things? Uh, Especially well, the handhelds. Well, I'm guessing that that's what the double pack was supposed to be, and then the double pack was that, but just for Harmony and Aria. But it was also made sort of to sell the next game the next that followed, game, which Aria. was Dawn of Sorrow, which uh, was a again doing the DS thing that oh, was so, right. that was so yeah. prominent in the first year of the DS. Uh, so Dawn of Sorrow is uh, a direct sequel, direct right? sequel, also with a DS. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> continues <laughs> video game direct sequel. Uh, continues Soma Cruz and that story. And I don't remember the story. It's like there's some cult who wants to bring the Dracula in him out. Mm-hmm. And okay, there you go. That's a that's a that's a plot. <laughs> go for it. But the point is, it's another it was another excellent game. And there was actually a solid gap. So Arya mm-hmm. was May of '03, and Dawn of Sorrow was I think August or September of '05. So mm-hmm. you had at least. It was a launch window DS game. No, right? DS was November of 04. Oh wow. It was right. this so this is the thing like that that the DS had a really rough like 9 months from like yeah. and then it was Oh, can- but yeah, in August. It- and it was Canvas Curse in June, I think. Yeah, and that was summer. like okay, cool interesting game, nice. And then it was uh Dual Strike and then yeah. it was Aria, and then it was Dawn of Sorrow and uh. then came Animal Crossing Mario Kart and uh, and Nintendogs. Nintendogs, which blew it up, and I don't care, but it was it did what it needed to do. <laughs> and then the DS became and the greatest the, system of all. And then six time. months later, the DS Lite came out. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was also June, I think, of 06. So, and then the DS Lite just took it away forever. Yeah. So, to me, Advance Wars, which we did in an episode prior, and then uh, Dawn of Sorrow is like the beginning of the DS's rise to power. Mm-hmm. That's where it started really taking over my life. And I played through Dawn of Sorrow twice and absolutely loved it. Um, same thing, steal souls, get powers, like that. But there's just so many little things hidden in these games that... Same thing with Symphony of the Night. There's all these little touches and all these little rooms and all this stuff you don't know. 
and then someone will tell you, oh, did you know there's there's one of them? I can't remember what it is, but it's something like if you have an item equipped or a skill or a soul equipped or something or you're wearing a certain piece of armor and you get a certain uh, total amount of gold and it ends in a certain digit, there's a door that opens that otherwise is locked forever. And Jiru like, gear loose flies you back to... <laughs> Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and it's like there's this door you're always like how does this door even open but whatever and then if you open it it's that's how the door opens and like just all these little things and it would wow. just word of mouth you talk with your friends and be like oh this is how you do it and again game facts was always there but it's like you don't this is the kind of game i don't want to do that with mm-hmm. i want to like pry every secret from it with my bare hands on my own steam like that's that's how i grew up and that's <laughs> how i'm gonna do it I ain't changing my ways for no man. And occasionally I will do that because I'm bored of the game and just want to see cool stuff. Um, but uh, so, yeah. Once you've earned the right to. Once do I've it. earned the right, yeah. So, again, Machiru Yamane and Masahiko Kimura. Um, gorgeous graphics, amazing music, one of my favorite handheld games of all time. Like, I really love Ari of Sorrow, or Dawn of Sorrow. Uh, so, let's go into Dracula's Tears. Which I believe might have been in a certain podcast called Tokyo Elevator. <laughs> if you remember that. Uh, Dracula's Tears, Subterranean Hell, Cursed Clock Tower, and A Fleeting Respite.
And you'll notice right away the improved sound quality over the GBA. Oh, definitely. Um, the GBA always like those the sound the the tracks I have from that are actual like there's an actual album released in Japan that is Harmony of Distance and Circle of the Moon, although it's called Concerto of the Midnight Sun hmm. in Japan. Uh, Should have been another game. Yeah, but uh, like an that's an actual with... that's an actual CD release, and it still has this. I don't know if they just can't get rid of it or what, but mm. there's always this hum. Maybe the atmosphere is improved by the white noise. No, I don't think so. But <laughs> Dawn of Sorrow again, like that subterranean hell to me. Like I said when we were listening, just sounds like a Rush song, and just the the way that song starts, like this takes me back so so much. I ah uh, uh, that reminds me of like that's actually the first Castlevania I reviewed was Dawn of Sorrow. It's a have a Games Radar review from way back when. I gave it a nine, mm. like absolutely adored it. It's one of the first reviews I wrote for the site. I actually think I reviewed it for the newspaper I was writing for when I was still back home in the Midwest. Um, it's just wow. it, that game came out at a very crucial time where I'm like things are changing very much. My whole life is changing. Uh, so that's what it meant to me. And it also had some tacked on <laughs> DS crap where it's like, but f- fight the boss and then this, this seal will come up and you have to trace oh, the yeah, seal. Oh, yeah, I remember tracing the steel, seal. You had to yeah. trace a seal over it, which is kind of cool when it... If, but if you mess <laughs> up your... DS app, the first three years of the DS. Yeah, but it's like if you miss, you're like, well, now I don't feel cool and I have to fight more of this boss. <laughs> so that I couldn't draw appropriately. That I couldn't have... I'm like, I failed kindergarten. I, I couldn't even trace... <laughs> I did. I did want to mention that. Uh, we, I mean, just I became intrigued when we were talking about the GBA games, and I want to see how uh, they were going on eBay. And it turns mm-hmm. out they're very attainable. And that usually is something. Not that's not an insult. It generally means for things they produced a lot of copies of. Yeah. And well, that people I wonder don't, how many are bootlegs though. They're not bootlegs. It's just I think I'm, I imagine Nintendo produced a lot of copies and noticed working with. Gamers and game fandom, there doesn't seem to be a lot of people who are uniformly just Castlevania fans. There are people I, who like a couple Castlevania. I don't know. Well, I'm I'm just saying. I remember at the time it was hard to find. There were lots of GBA games that were straight up like Chinese bootlegs. No, like, these are not Chinese bootlegs. Some, and they're in box too. Somewhere. All right, if they've got the box, that's more trustable. Like I bought several. They were like, oh, this is the game. And it was like just a yeah, Metroid Fusion, uh, Circle of the Moon, Mario Kart, Exevious. Zevious. Zevious. Uh, for how much inbox? And the seventy-two bucks. Do- God, it's not bad for what they are. They're like ten-year-old games in their box with manuals and I know, but original condition. It's just so weird. Metroid Fusion on your 3DS if you're an ambassador. Mm. Oh, I do have that. Get to it, Chris. <laughs> I have that and the Mario Kart game because I'm an ambassador. Uh, we actually did a Metroid episode as well earlier uh, last year. I think episode. There were five, finished. but I wasn't invited, and I don't appreciate it. What? I was probably. I'm there. sure you were here because it's your kitchen. It's probably there. Uh, <laughs> all right, but yeah, no, it's fusion's great. Go back and listen to the episode. Um, Fart. Yes, that brings us to Portrait of Ruin, which actually came out in 06. So this is like this is a steady release of Castlevanias at this point. So we went 01 for Circle of the Moon to 03, 02 for Harmony, 03 for uh, Aria, and then Nothing in 04. Um, although there were PS2 releases in 03 and 05. So there's a lot of Castlevania. Yeah. Uh, and then 05 was Dawn, and then 06 was Portrait of Ruin. Now, Portrait of Ruin uh, was the f- 
first one I reviewed when uh, this meant a lot to me because like my life in California started to solidify. It I wasn't just I happen to live in California and don't know anyone anymore. Uh-huh. It was the team we were working with at Games Radar was finally starting to come together. People like the the team was starting to like so much so that you let me borrow this. Did I? It might have been the first game you let me borrow. Oh, gross. Sorry. Uh, I reviewed it. Uh, I absolutely adored it. I got four hundred percent. I got a, yeah. So there's a game with a th- it's a game with a thousand percent because every the bit is there's this guy Brawner and he's trying to resurrect Dracula. No, he's not trying to resurrect Dracula. He's trying to take over the castle, I think, and, and right. be the new master. And Dracula is still dead, I believe. And death finally. And loving it. And loving it. And well, thank you. You have to laugh at a thousand things I say because I, I laughed uncontrollably with. Digital smoke in my mouth. <laughs> a dead and loving it joke. Oh, uh, but like joke. death finds out like, wait, how's the castle back? And it's not Dracula? And he's like, no, it's some other dude. And he's like, what? <laughs> and his jaw just chatters like, like, a, like a Spencer's gift doll. Just, <laughs> where's Dracula? Or like something of a joker she'd hit with a boomerang. People know what I'm talking about. <sighs> All right, so Order of Ecclesia, was that the one that was fake co-op? Come or, on, Chris. we're not even there, man. Oh, I'm sorry. We're talking about talking about Portrait of Ruin, brah. I'm sorry. Come on. I thought I meant isn't is Portrait of Ruin the fake co-op one? There is you. So it's Jonathan Morris and uh, what's her name? Charlotte something. Um, let me see. Whom I never played it. Charlotte. I I did. Charlotte Allen. There it is. Let me borrow that. I was living at the time in the Castro, like high in the hills yeah. of the Castro. With a back porch that overlooked the entire bay, gorgeous at night, fireworks for sports sporting events. Right, and it was so hot. I went out there, and on you're renting this house. It was a gorgeous house, and I just took my shirt off on a lounger and played almost all of Portrait of Ruin in a night on a <laughs> gorgeous night. It was. It was one of the most beautiful gaming experiences I've had. Sounds, Outdoor gaming with Castlevania. That sounds lovely. Well, it was uh, what you were p- jumping through paintings, a la Super mm-hmm. Mario sixty four. You are right? jumping through paintings, so this dude can make demonic paintings that have a sub dimension in them. And the thing is, you go into each painting, and you can get a hundred percent in each painting plus uh, the castle, so you end up with this thousand percent. But like, there's so much stuff in that game that's mm-hmm. just hidden. And did you write like a, a seventeen page? I wrote a. I have an article. If you Google this, like thirteen, it's like thirteen undeadly secrets that we love in that game or whatever i don't know what it's called but um it's just like 13 random little things so just little touches to secrets and one of my favorites is i forget the criteria for this because the article's not in front of me and this was six years ago at this point but Uh you could get a summon attack uh, because there were dual crush attacks uh with these two characters charlotte and jonathan morris um uh you could it was called greatest five and you would summon the other Belmonts oh, to wow. deal one big attack, even though chronologically, I don't remember if that is sound. But uh, <laughs> oh, well. That's why you're summoning them. Yeah, I guess so. From, from beyond, across time. From across time. I don't remember, because Richter, I thought, was after that. But whatever. Uh, point is, uh, it was sprites. It was the original 8-bit sprites for like Simon and wow. Juiced Belmont. Never got, never did this. And, no, this took a lot. And then actually they made a Leon Belmont sprite who was from lament of innocence and was wow. a 3d model from ps2 but they made a sprite for him to look like them and you just see him fly in and i like i bet i squealed <laughs> like just ah! and when, <laughs> when i saw that and it's it's really cool and there's just tons of little stuff like that and hidden in the game so if you're a castlevania fan it's rich with the stuff but also if you've never played one and for some reason you don't want to play symphony of the night or maybe that's the only one you've played and you're like i don't know what the next one i should play 
I would really recommend either Dawn of Sorrow because it's a little more attainable and it's a little bit fresher spin on it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas John, whereas uh, Portrait of Ruin is a great mix of old and new because you're you're a, you're not a Belmont, but you have a whip. And that was my other thing with a lot of the Symphony of the Night style games is you never have a whip. It's not a Belmont killing. It's the only one I played for as long as I did. And uh, so you have a whip, and that's cool. Uh, but yeah, soundtrack. Let's see. Uh, Yuzo Koshiro and Michiru Yamane, Yamane, wow. Yamane again. So yeah, that means this soundtrack is exceptional. Wow. Uh, to have these two contribute music to a Castlevania game is a dream team. I don't know who else you could even put on this <laughs> to make to have it be more bow. So we'll. Uh, but Mitsuda, maybe Mitsuda would be pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so the the story with this is again, it's it's like it's tying into Bloodlines a bit, and it's you're not a Belmont, so you can't unlock the full power of the whip. Mm-hmm. Um, but these two girls in the past, Stella and Loretta, they go to find their father Eric Lacard, who's from Bloodlines, and they find Bronner in the castle already. He turns them into vampires, and they become these twin vampire sisters, and of course. They end up becoming the villains along with Bronner, and then there's an amazing final boss battle. If you do it right, you and you have a double boss battle against Death and Dracula, and it's wow. like one of the coolest boss fights in history. It's just so perfect for what you want out of a final boss battle. <laughs> it's so good, and it, it, Dracula and death. and Death, and they're just they're teaming up and they're doing these insane attacks, and it's just it's just crazy. Um, there's multiple endings and blah blah blah, but. What's cool is that even when you unlock, when you beat that, you can unlock a Stella and Loretta mode where they fly around the screen and you can use the stylus like a dual stick shooter and direct their magic beams that they're shooting out of their hands and play through the game that way. It's wow. so the game is huge. I can't I can't stress how huge it is. But music, um, let's see, let's go into and this was also the 20th anniversary of Castlevania, so it came with like a sampler CD. It came with an official timeline for press materials and stuff, but uh, we'll do Chaotic Playground, Hail from the Past, and Invitation of a Crazed Moon, and be back.
hear the Kashiro coming out of that. Like, <laughs> last song started out like a Street Fighter Alpha attract mode. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. It has that like perfect mid. What you love about the mid '90s, mm-hmm. this earnest like this is gonna be the Ba-da-do! best. Yeah. Um, so that's Portrait of Ruin. I highly recommend it. Portrait Ruin. And then too, nothing in 07. And then uh, I believe 08 is when we got Order of Ecclesia, which is the last game, the last like proper Castlevania game that Igarashi worked on. Um, so at this point, this is a lot of Castlevania. So we went from yeah. we went from in seven years, which again you also have to realize this is spanned across seven years. How much time we've passed? We went from 2001 to 2008. Yeah. Like that's a huge amount of time. But the point is, there was like every year, more or less, or in the case of Harmony and Aria, less than a year between mm-hmm. two games, barely six months, honestly, um, from September to May. Um, well, I don't know, nine months or whatever. But uh, point is a lot. So by the time we got to 2008, I reviewed Order Order of Ecclesia as well, and actually really liked it. It felt like. I thought I was unique. Well, I didn't feel like I was unique in this, but Shane Bettenhausen also pointed out, a famous uh, editor back in the day and now uh-huh. uh, used to work at Ignition. or Works at Sony now. Works at Sony now. Uh, it's from the Zip and EGM days. Um, 1-Up as well. Uh, pointed out that uh, it's like Castlevania 2 mixed with Symphony of the Night, and that's how I felt. Instead of this castle, there was a, a level, like a world map, and you would select where you want to go, but there was a town with villagers in it, and they would ask you to do things and give you hints, and you would go around this world and find things. But it was super hard. Like, it was harder than I was accustomed to because I blew through Aria, Dawn, Portrait, like, played them all. And then Ar- uh, Order of Ecclesia is the one that, like, really made me, like, slow down. Like, I'm getting my butt kicked. This is terrible. So, terrible in the sense that I'm being bad at the game, not that the game was terrible. It was same thing. Sprites, very pretty, very lavishly animated, Brit- like, gorgeous with good music. Um, you're playing a Shinoa, who's a member of this Order of Ecclesia, who, in the absence of a Belmont clan, is this order designed, like, created to keep Dracula from taking over everything. And she has these tattoos on her back that, like, and can she can absorb glyphs, and you can change your character powers. And it's actually pretty cool. Um, she has such, like, beautiful, long black really hair. Really long too. black hair. Yeah. And I remember, like, we... I think in our Platinum Chalice Awards voters for like sexiest new heroine or you know coolest new heroine or whatever it was but she's a really cool character and she has like no personality because she's been like just hollowed out to be this warrior so you get a little but her path to the game I thought was pretty cool um, but what's weird is you play through this game with no castle you're like you're exploring an overworld basically and mm-hmm. going from point to point and when you do all of that you're like, okay, now we're going to go to the last area. And it's a castle, fittingly enough. Fair enough. And you get to the castle, and it's a castle. A like, full on. It's not, a, it's not like a full Symphony of the Night style castle, but then you see the map, and you're like, oh, my God. This wow. is really big. And it's also hard as hell. So Ecclesia is a tough one to, to jump into. You'd want to save that one until you're pretty comfortable with the series. But um, <laughs> it was a cool game, and... Um, Let's see, soundtrack. Uh, Yamane again and uh, Yasuhiro Ichihashi. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I felt like Simon Quest missed with Symphony of the Night. And let's do uh, two songs. Sorrow's Dis... I was going to say Disfortune, and I'm like, that's not a word. There was <laughs> a piece of debris on my monitor. That's Sorrow's Distortion and then an, an empty tome. Disfortune is a Price is Right minigame. <laughs>
and one more time faster. <laughs> um, yeah, that's Ecclesia. I'm guessing neither one of you played that one. No, I did not. I might have. The music sounds, you know, for 2008 especially, starting to sound pretty retro. Like, yeah, it's uh, well, it's just like Yamane had like so much good music to give, but it's like mm. when you have someone make music annually, like <laughs> at least for one game annually, it yeah. becomes it becomes a style, and it's, it happens to be a style that I love. But it's like I felt like again, Ecclesia, I was just like. There's a handful of songs I like. Um, that's honestly one I'm not as familiar with because I I reviewed it so I, like I played through it but did not have time to digest it like I did like I did Portrait of Ruin because mm-hmm. that was at a time when uh, we were actually given ample time to do reviews. But uh, by 2008 it was a different edict and uh, didn't really have the time. I beat it but you know it did not let me uh, really just soak it in and really see what the music see which songs would stick with me. So I just tried to like think, like, well, I remember this area. I don't remember what the song was called, so I had to look up that, but I remember liking this song in this area or whatever. But Order of Ecclesia. So that brings us... That's actually the end of this show as far as oh. uh, GBA and DS goes. That's that's six games. That's Let's run through them again, shall we? Um, Circle of the Moon. Yep. Dawn of Sorrow. And you skipped two. What are, did I? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Harmony of Dissonance. Yes. Um, Aria of Sorrow. Yes. Um... Dawn of Sorrow. Yes. Um, Portrait of Ruin. Yes. Order of Ecclesia. Yeah, you got him. Yeah. And that, you have done that, Henry? Was that, would that have been really easy for you? Uh, right now, after I would re- okay. have remembered it from this episode. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Just uh, but again, this amazing body of work that spans 2001 to 2008, and I, like, again, I, you know, I've said all I needed to say about the music, but, like, this just gives you further example of, like, how rich this Castlevania music stuff is. And that isn't even touching all of the actual official stuff <laughs> Konami released from its own bands and works that, and, and then all the countless stuff that fans have made. Like it's one of the most musically and diverse franchises, thanks to fans and the company itself. Like it's, the music in this series is is top notch. And taking us out this episode will actually be a uh, an overclocked remix um, from the Guitar Hero um from portrait of ruin there is a uh, bloodlines the song bloodlines shows up in well this is gonna get complicated <sighs> the song bloodlines this is a remix of bloodlines which appears in portrait of ruin which first came from dracula x well it has a connection to bloodlines but yeah. there was a game called bloodlines mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i might be mixing yeah. that up actually i our bloodlines bequeathed everybody. Uh, the next episode will actually dive into uh, some the, what was going on on the consoles in this time period, which is which was uh, well, no, the sixty four stuff. Entirely regrettable. Not entirely. No, the games themselves. Well, I'll get into those next time. But uh, I liked them, and the music was great. And um, then we'll actually talk about some of those aforementioned things that Konami did and uh, that put out itself. And uh, thanks for listening. VGEmpire.com. Comments are always appreciated. They make me feel good and want to do more. Um, Cape Crisis. Cape Crisis. Listen to it on capecrisis.com. And, of course, Laser Time. Laser Time. LaserTimePodcast.com or Batman the Podcast. If Why you not? Remember things. You need to type two different URLs. Batman the Podcast, you'll remember. You probably won't remember Laser Time has a podcast following in the URL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably true. Who owns lasertime.com? Um, last I saw, a Bay Area Laserdisc sales uh, store owned it, <laughs> and it's being squat on by one of those Scottsdale, Arizona sites. Oh, good. And I looked into buying it, and then I talked to an internet expert, and they're like, 
they're nobody. They don't give them anything. Right. Nobody who types in a URL anymore anyway. Yeah. You type it in once and it's there for you forever. That's true. That's type true. it into Google. Laser yep. time. If you own the Googles. Right. Uh, I've been to Scottsdale. It was pretty nice actually. Ugh. I visited once. It was fine. Why? I the worst vacation ever. People I know that live there. Kid, kid, yeah. do you like do you like malls? I didn't. I was in the desert. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't see them all. Anyway, thanks for listening. VGPR.com. Uh, taking us out is Bloodlines Bequeathed by the Guitar Hero from Overclocked Remix. OCRemix.org, an incredible site, as you very likely know. We will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>